Friday. He's so close so far. <laughs> are we on? Yes. We are on. some numbers. Let's go. This is episode number 249. That's right. I won't say anything. Yeah, that's probably the wisest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pets, and you, sir. We are Blackguards. We're doing our weekly podcast. Very, very excited because we have a wonderful camera person. Again, working the, working the camera. Nicely done. Thank you, Tara. Welcome. Uh, this is going to be kind of fast today because the cocaine was pure. And the road is short as we're on our way to a place called O'Bans in College Station to see Chris Steele and the wonderful gang. This is Turbo on drums. This is uh, Impaler on bass. We are, like I said, we're heading, we're heading west on a gorgeous Texas night. So close. Yeah. So close to what? You almost introduced yourself. I thought you were going to do yourself right there. I, I did myself before we left. That's why I, I, I'm not just sticking. We're on the way to College Station. Sorry, this is, this is actually day six, seven. This is my seventh day without sugar. And uh, so just fuck everything. Other than that, it's fine. Continuous days. I just... Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you, Chad. Yes. That's just throughout your life. Continuous days. <laughs> that's why, that's why Chad... That's All why, these combined. That's why Chad has the marks on his neck. Hey, fucking shut up. Yeah, so this is Slapper Day. And believe it or not, today, now the future, we are heading towards Arizona. Yeah. We're actually on our way to... Wait a minute. No, that's, that's Thanksgiving. Sorry. This week is Thanksgiving week. I'm going to New Mexico uh, today, Slapper Day. If I don't remember, I'll do it right now. I want to say, uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, if you celebrate Indigenous People's Day, if you celebrate any of that stuff, hope you have fun. Because I sure as hell have been. I'm going to be up a mountain somewhere hiking. So anyway, so the week after Thanksgiving, we get in the van again, and we go out to Arizona. We're going to play Chandler on Thursday night. This is all the Turbo Booking Incorporated. I get a call. Hey, boss, can I? And uh, he goes, can I, can I come with some shows? I said, this is a sack of flour, make a big biscuit, get on it. So he jumps on it. Next thing you know, we're playing three shows in uh, Chandler, in Lake Havasu, and in Bullhead, Arizona. So we are charged and ready to go. Am I right? Yes. yes. Finally, finally tell the truth. And we're playing with a top-notch punk band out of Las Vegas. Guilty by association. Now, how do you know these guys? Uh, the singer of that band. I was in a band with him, and he was the singer when I was a teenager. Lifetime ago. Yeah. Yeah, he texted me today, and he's like, ask me about old recordings, and we were talking about, you know, I'm like, man, I got to get my hands on some of this stuff, you know, just... Who has it? Where is it? <laughs> it's got to be a member of the band. Somebody's got to have it, you know? Is there... Is there... If you get a hat... I've got you on tape now. Can I... Uh, can I get a, a, a promise from you? If you get some of it, can we uh, distribute some among our... Uh, Patreon, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, love to send. I think I know the guy who who has it. Okay, the guy named Rick. I think he might have it. I'll have to reach out to him. Rick James. Rick James. Yes, Rick James. I like him. <laughs> he is a super. Friend. Anyway, so Chad, what do you got going? What's new with you? I've got a two new web design jobs. Just rolled in. That's what Wait. I was. Okay, we just got all the new Christmas stuff on the store. Have we talked oh, about yeah. that? Oh my goodness! Your your the cards look great. Your boy Connor. Designed two Christmas cards for us, and they're also available on shirts and onesies and a coffee mug. Yeah, brand new. Yeah, we have cards actually selling at the shows. There's one right behind you. I see Turbo right behind you. That box right behind you. Chad's gonna show me his ass. There it is. So all those guys are 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 mumbling and jumbling around in the back. Yeah, Connor from Dev Man's D E V Dev Man's Designs on Instagram. You can check out his work. But he designed and he drew the cards for us. So we have a couple of different 
uh, Christmas cards on sale. Why did we do that? Because I went to Hallmark the other day. I paid five fifty for a birthday card that was uh, my good friend Jim Gaffigan was making fun of Christmas cards, and he said uh, he opened up one of the Christmas cards and it said "Happy Birthday," and he goes, "You you couldn't have thought of that." And I was like, "Okay, done, done deal. We'll do our own shit." Do you have right yep. there? Look at that. Check it out. Look at that, dude. They're cool. Are they nice? Yeah. Can I have one? Yes, you may. You can Inside, have one. You says, want. "Happy Christmas, good lager." Okay. All right. Thank you, Connor. Yes. Good job, Connor. Many happy returns. You know what? This young lady behind the camera and my superstar son, who uh, designed the card, are both having birthdays the week after next. So, happy birthday, Connor! Happy birthday, Tara! In, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Can't believe it. You're going to be old enough to talk back. Don't say a fucking word. Is anyway. your birthday on a Tuesday or a Thursday? Uh, it's on a Friday this year. It's going to be on a Thursday. Oh, that's, oh, I know. I can smell it. I can smell it. Uh, oh, yeah. We do have the, the toy drive coming up, which is essentially yes. not a toy drive anymore. So we're just going to touch briefly on this. Continental Club at 3200 Main with the magnificent, the incomparable Lubo Dvorak running sound and Kelly Shemensky with her sidekick and uh, wonderful husband, Joe Shemensky. We would like to wish them a very, very, very happy uh, anniversary. Joe and Kelly Chemetsky. I was at the wedding, by the way. They asked me to be the the, 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 the flower pot, so they stuck all the flowers in my, in my mouth. Yeah, it was lovely. Good, good stuff, good time. And they are they are the power couple. They are the they are the ones that get it, get everything done. Yeah. So we're talking about it's called we call it Rock the Shelter, which is a Houston institution, and it's at Continental Club, thirty two hundred Main, Houston, Texas, seven seven. Who gives a fuck? It's changed throughout the years. Let me tell you about it real quick. So uh, some dear friends of ours, the Welsh, uh, Barbie Welsh, she and the skating Elvises, or the skating Elvi, they they did the uh, toy drive every year, and they went down to the shelter, which was the Salvation Army shelter. And this shelter is, uh, and still is, you know, packed with single mothers and kids, and essentially mothers and kids, right? I went with them one year to distribute the toys that we had collected, and... The, the most heartbreaking yet heartwarming event I've ever you know been to because these these little kids don't have dads and they would they would hug you and they would you know hang on to you like it's just it's heartbreaking in that regard. But what happened was the event got so large so fast that we were taking two and three truckloads of toys down there every year. And what's happened now with with the way the things are, we're asking for in lieu of toys for the shelter. We're asking for a gift cards and or just just donations because the surplus of toys became so immense that it was it was hard to uh, yeah just just hard to store and hard to distribute especially because the teenagers it seemed like the, the young eight and nine year olds to you know to to 15, 16 year olds they were the hardest ones to buy for because you can't give them a teddy bear you can't give them a, a game set you know they're at that age where they need you know, and via toiletries or whatever as well. So the easiest thing to do was just to switch everything to money. You know, just that's just the easiest way. I detest with with every every fiber of my being. I detest gift cards only because they turn into this. And again, I turn to the to, to the wonderful Jim Gaffigan. You know, it's like, oh yeah, here's a chore. Why don't you go get yeah, yourself? Something? You, you know, you have to go shopping. Yeah, versus money because they can use it for the, for the toiletries. They can use it for you know for anything they want. Sure. And it just, it ends up being, and last year, uh, I want to say it was in excess of $50,000 raised 
thanks to Raymond James, um, Joe Shemensky's yeah. uh, company, where he, and uh, there's Janaska. Thanks, Jay Holland. Um, <laughs> but he was in excess of 50. I mean, it grows every year. And uh, like when I say Kelly and Joe Shemensky are the power couple, they 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 seek these, they get these huge donations from Raymond James, from uh, yeah. all these people, and then they, and it's just. A magnificent event. Huge music people too. Yes. So they go, they're huge supporters of live music, always happen. Yes. And uh, they know everybody, everybody knows them. I'm yeah. saying uh, Joe himself is a keyboardist, and I believe he will be playing with Clay uh, Dyes and the Soul Supporters. Yeah. Soul Survivors. Years. Soul Survivors, sorry. There's a band in yeah, we're Austin the called the Soul Supporters. Yes. Which is just so cool to see Joe playing keys now because he's, I've heard him talking about it for so long. I've seen him play guitar, but he's just a huge nerd when it comes to keyboards he just loves them well, he, he plays the Hammond the he B3. plays the Hammond B with the, with the Leslie speaker and yeah, it's, I mean, it's just gorgeous it sounds fantastic yeah. it's great and he's, and, and he's he, he, he's like us he's, he lives and breathes music yeah he just, and he just looks so at home sitting at behind that thing up there it's yeah. just so fun watching him play the Mighty Orc will also be joining us again I think for the third, third year in a row I think yeah and I think uh, we have, uh, do we have Harvard Rock Choir or is that it's, uh, it's now called the Open Mission. Open door mission. Open door yes. mission. Yeah. Open door mission, and they provide the food too. So I believe it's again, it's twenty five dollars a ticket. Again, the reason why it's so uh, so expensive is and so up there is because they've just had to up the you know forego the toys and you know just put everything. And Joe makes sure that all this money is hand delivered. So uh, he's a treasure, and the event is phenomenal. You played last year with us, right? Yeah. That was your first one. Yeah. Yeah. We just we just had a, had a blast. Good time. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. The food was great. The open door mission provide the food. And, you know, Joe has made it to where it's, it's inclusive, you know, in the ticket price. So you are fed. There is, and there's also a very special birthday. If you're lucky enough to, uh, to be at the event, you'll, you'll get to see the, the, the birthday. Uh, anyway, so, um, I believe you had that nice jacket on at that show too, boss. The nice jacket? Yeah. I think you had that jacket on at that boss or at that, at that show. And the I was like, the tails? I go, yeah, I go, oh, yeah. I need to step up my game. Right. That was last year, wasn't it? Was that last year? Was yeah, that last, last year? year? Yeah. That was last year. Yeah. yeah, that was last year. I remember. Wow, you still a good memory. Not really. I think. I, I, actually, I think you do. I, I beg to differ. I've seen. Uh, I've, I've heard you. I've heard you bring up some stuff. The the thing with Turbo is uh, with Chad, you get the encyclopedia of. Well, no, it was you know, two thousand twenty three. It was a warm September morning. It was uh, eighty six degrees. I want to say, and there was a you know high you. chance of it. I mean, but he just <laughs> he just compartmentalizes these these events, and he has them all. And then no, that wasn't the riff you played. This was the one. You, I was like, God. <laughs> then you got Turbo, and Turbo was like, you know, well, these people did this, and I have them. In, you know, it, it's it's mind boggling. I'm like, what did I have for breakfast? Uh, what's my middle name? You know, it's just <laughs> amazing. This reminds me of this recording that my uh, my dad and his siblings did of, with their dad, my grandfather, when he turned 80 years old. And they're talking at one point on this tape, they're joking about your memory going in old age. He said, uh, that's the thing about getting older. Like, you, you, you remember things from really long ago, like really well, but you just struggle to remember what you had for breakfast. And Michael Clay chimes in, what did you have for breakfast this morning? He goes, damned if I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good old Frank, Frank Smalley Jr. See, but, but my my granddad was like, "Wow, well, porn is really good for this weather." I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not." He didn't say. Um, nah, my granddad was like, "You have tattoos, you're an idiot." <laughs> he's like, "How how are we supposed to hide you?" True story. Did I tell you um, this? Yeah, you told yeah. me. But, but yeah, he's like, when I, like my first tattoo. Well, it wasn't my first tattoo, but one that he saw on my arm, and I had like a bandage, you know, the thing covering it, and uh, he was like, "What's that?" You know, and I didn't like lie to my grandpa. I was like, "Oh, I got a tattoo," and he's like. 
oh, you're an a-hole. I was like, what? What'd I do? Why and he's we- like, why did you say, like, I was kind of thrown off. And yeah. he's like, what if we have to hide you? I was like, I was just confused. I was like, <laughs> well, what do you expect me to do? What do you mean hide me? He's like, what if you're backed into a corner and you got to make a decision and we have to hide you, relocate you? I was like, well, I'm not planning on doing any of that. So I think yeah. we're good. Obviously, like, obviously you didn't know Turbo. I, I, I feel like we got worse problems if that happens. Dude. Yeah. That's Swear crazy. to God, true story. He was dead serious. Yeah. I was like, wow. So what we're going to do now is kids, we're going to wrap this up kind of rapidly. So I'm going to ask you this. Um, we're gonna kill a song. We're gonna shine light in a song. Would anybody like to go first? Okay. All right, go. I was seeing my homework on the I way. Snappy. I was listening to a video from Rick Beato on YouTube. Yeah. And he was doing one of these rundowns of the top ten songs. Like he's done that for pop songs and rock songs and stuff, different charts. He'd never done one for country. Yeah. Country. It was funny because Rick Rick cracks me up sometimes because he's he's got an incredible brain. He's a incredible musician and the producer and stuff he's really good at breaking down things and showing you how songs are, are composed and so forth <laughs> I'm getting to the point alright come on and uh, <laughs> but what's funny is that he, his, his tastes are so broad that he'll, he'll be playing songs that to, to me sound awful and he's like oh yeah it's pretty good so the country chart as you might expect it's, it's a top 10 most of them were killable I was surprised to hear that two of them were actually pretty good and I'm just saying this by way of just because it's, it's interesting the number one song was by Chris Stapleton have you heard of him I've heard the name yeah. I don't know yeah. it was actually it was like head and shoulders above everything else that was on that list but every almost like eight, it was two of the songs are good the, the other eight were all just the kind of stuff that we always complaining about playing in Bucky's yeah not only that but just drenched drenched in yeah. autotune oh and I can't stand them the I, song, that. And I could have picked any of these eight songs okay. that had the autotune on it Two of them didn't. Eight of them did. One of them that did was a song called "World on Fire" by Nate Smith. And it was, it was Nate Big Smith. Okay. Really more of a rock song than, than country, but the autotune was just so thick and so disgusting. It's like to this point, we've got computers that can sing better than humans now, and so because of the autotune, it's like why why are we even putting the autotune on our voices now? Because it's what's the point? I mean, if you can't sing it, maybe get somebody who can actually sing. It's like at this point we're just vocalizing into a microphone and the computer does the rest of the work. But it doesn't even sound human anymore. Yeah, of course. The, the AI singers sound more human than autotune vocals do. So that's your shine light? Okay, not kill. That, that's my kill. <laughs> so speaking about vocals and just thinking back to I'm, I'm grateful that's Chris Stapleton on the number one. That's great that he's on there with no autotune. Way to go, Chris. I'm not going to shine a light on you because you're number one on the current chart. Uh, I'm going, going to go back in time to Harry Nelson, who is one of the most legendary vocalists of all time. And there's any number of his stuff I could point at, but I'm going to point at a song I, one actually I think it was one of his hits called Spaceman, kind of a goofy song, but his vocalizations on that are absolutely, like a lot of his stuff, just absolutely just jaw dropping. Just listen to that, and if you want to hear what a real vocalist sounds like, so that's it. Very My cool. Are, Very cool. Tara, do you want? Do you want to go? or do You want to wait? I can. I can go if no one else. I right, go. Go ahead. My kill would probably be. Oh, my mouth. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you'll be my mouth. Are you gonna be good? <laughs> um, but um, my kill is probably going to be um, the song "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish. Don't probably, know. probably. Heard I know it. that song. You probably heard it before. Yeah. I just think I, that one is. She has some okay stuff, but it's not really my style. You're yeah. killing that one. Yeah, I'll, I'd kill that. It's just very. It's one of those overplayed ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I kind of. I think it came out what when I was a freshman, sophomore in high school, 
I just kinda, yeah. I just kind of want to leave it there. Yeah. I don't really. If I hear it again today, I'm kind of like, huh? <laughs> like, I'm just like, I, I, mentally, I've left that song. You know, you probably have one of like one or two of those songs you leave in your past, Maybe. and you don't want to listen to them again. And you hear them, and you're like, oh, you know, get it off. That's my kill. All right, shine a light. Um, has anyone ever done a double shine a light before? Go for it. No. Don't go is for that, it. That allowed. Overachieving is Overachieving. always, always, always acceptable here at Contra okay. Violence. Oh, excuse me. Oh. I oh. like what I'm hearing. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> My two songs to shine a light on. Very kind of polar opposite genres, but my first one is RV by Faith No More. And this one, probably not, I think only one other person will know. One, one other person in my life will know her, even on watching this. Uh, it's called Rejects Unite by I, forget, I can never pass this guy's name But he's a soundtrack composer Named uh, Jesper Keed I think his last name His name, last name's K-Y-D I don't know how to pronounce that Where would we be on Yeah, that sounds right Keed, yeah, where, Keed. Would, where, where would they find somebody like that? Um, definitely YouTube The song I'm referring to is on YouTube Because I can't really find it anywhere else Because yeah. it's newer okay. It's like one of those kind of not demo tracks, but it's another one of those soundtrack songs. Gotcha. So it's kind of hard to find, but it's it's easy on to find on YouTube. Anyone can find it there. Fantastic. So that's both cool. lines kind of liked. Love it. Yeah. I was I love just it. thinking about Faith Noir. Yeah. Uh, I had that song. What's that? The big hit of theirs that it's it. What is it? Yeah. You you want it all, but you can't have it. Yeah. 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 Well, you can't have it with the horns and everything. Uh, I forgot the name of that one. Yeah. I mean, again, that that was a band that was just monstrous in yeah. its time. It just kind of fell off. 80s, so, man? 90s, early 90s, 90s, yeah, early 90s. very much yeah. early 90s, man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Turbo. All right, I'm going to uh, shine a light first. Yep. I was playing, we were, Chad and I just listened to songs on the way up, and then he's like, oh, you got to shine a light on this one. And uh, it's a band, they're emerging, they've been out for a little while, they're emerging more now. I've seen a lot more of them, a band called The Interrupters, and uh, shine a light called uh, Family. And yeah. uh, they, they, it features uh, Tim from Rancid singing on that song, and I was telling them, I go, man, I watched the music video of it. I love it. They're like kind of white shirts, colored shirts, ties. And, you know, it's kind of like that rockabilly ska style. And it's just, oh, man, you got to check that song out. It's so cool. I told them, I was like, I don't, you can't listen to this song and be in a bad mood. Like, this song is so fun. It's so cool. It's the same pattern almost all the way through the song. Very simple, which I love. And uh, Great drumming in it, too. Yeah, dude. Just, it's awesome. I just, I love that song. It's so I've actually been seeing a lot more of them online and checking them out. I want to see them live. So, the song I'm going to kill is going to be a band that's my top three favorite band. I'm going to kill the studio version of a song from Rage Against the Machine, uh, Calm Like a Bomb, because I love the freaking live version of this song. I was telling Chad, I was like, I think I've listened to this song a thousand times. So, so it's because it should be a live song. It's oh my god! I'm just like, it's so and I the studio version is awesome, but that's that was my question. It's awesome. I yeah. mean, I listen to it too, but man, that's just a live. I'm like, if this was only a live song, I, I, I don't know. I think I feel like it'd be happier. It just it's so good, but uh, so I'm killing a song that I like, but for that reason, is, that's uh, that's it. Right? See, in that way, you haven't really killed it. That's yeah. a, that's a that's a nice way out. We have, we have found a winner. Found a way. I don't know if you've watched before, but if, you, if you've if you ever watched a few Slappercasts, you'll always notice that Turbo gets extremely uncomfortable when it's time to kill us all. Because, <laughs> oh, God. Because we, we, we've done this a million times. We have prefaced this segment with, 
We are not saying that your band is shit or your song. It would usually say your song is shit to us, but it's not that we are t- saying everybody, you know, just towards this that you know. We're just saying that we've heard it so many times, a lot of times. Again, never pointing at somebody saying you're crap, uh, Motley Crue excluded. But Turbo has the, the, the hardest time killing a song because, again, he loves music so much, and art is so, you know, it's such a personal thing. You cannot. You walk around and say that shit, that shit, that shit. It's not up to you. So, so we understand. That's a really good. I've really, always been hard. It's always been difficult to me to be like a, a, on the critic side too. Like I remember when I was a kid, I worked for like the Parks and Recs for the city, and it was like you, you know, you coach like the little kids flag football teams, and you do these things. When they would make me be the referee, I hated it. I was like, I don't want to call the foul on the person, like. Same kind of deal. I'm like, ah, I don't want to point out what's wrong. Like, ugh, you know. But Moxie yeah. would probably beg to differ on that. But it's just a thing. I don't know what it is. I tend to gravitate on why I want to do it. This yeah. is why I want to do something instead of, yeah. uh, you know. So anyway, I get you. Well, my shine light is a uh, is a band called the Specials, and it's a it's a live version of a song. It's called Do the Dog, and it was a, their opener, and. Nine times out of ten, when we're on our way to a show, I'll say to the kids in the car, I'll say, what are we opening with? And they're all, ah. <laughs> now, it's it's a lot more difficult than, than one would think is to throw a song out that's going to be the icebreaker. If nobody's seen you before, if you're playing in a place that you have to, or there's new people in the audience, what song is going to grab them? What song is going to say, hey, you might want to stay for a few more, or the night? So... It's a difficult situation to. It's usually a different. It's, it's a. I won't say different. It's just. It's an awkward predicament when it's time to pick that song that says, "We're here. Get yourself a few drinks. We're gonna have a good time tonight." So, uh, specials had a live video and they opened with that. And Terry Hall, the late great Terry Hall, sing. Just. Um, he was very stoic. Very didn't smile and very. Uh, he moved a little bit. But the band, the band took care of the visuals and they did incredible backing vocals. And it's called Do the Dog and it's a, just a, a, the most amazing opener. And the band are playing their fucking asses off. It's outstanding. And then what I want to, and this is the one that's going to, people that know it, know it, love it. I, I, I used to love it. I don't love it anymore. It's a, and, and a, it's a sin because artist is a master and, uh, Anyway, I just don't like Blueberry Hill. Uh, that's not. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it again. Why? I've just heard it my whole life, and it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm over it. Just don't. So that was that was a kill. Easy done. So I know. I know. I know. As beautiful as it was, and as timeless as it was, it's run out of time with me. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to hear. It. Anyway, so that was my. Uh, that was a quick kill. Yeah, you did good. Again, like not saying anything. I, I I loved it for all these years. I just don't. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'd be curious to see what uh, Blackguards fans think we should open with. Well, uh, Patreon. That, that would be like, a really good one. And I'm really glad you said that because Emily had a really good point. We were. I was dogging parodies and slow acoustic covers and stuff. And she had mentioned that there was a couple of bad. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying that I'm. I can't listen to nine nine times out of ten, or maybe. One time out of a thousand, I'll like it. It's, I'm really, very, very hard to please that. So Emily had a really good point, and um, Kate Scott, of course, had a great point in that bringing 
new listeners to an older song, I'm it, essentially shining a light on that song is fantastic. Versus, you know, letting that song die on a vine or I like be, Tracy Chapman's. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, the one I killed last week. Oh, that was on the top ten list. I was listening to Rick Beato's top ten country songs. He was like, he was breaking down Luke Owen or something like that. Was the name of the guy? Is that who covered it? So, yeah, but it sounds just a bit. He played. It sounds just like. Tracy Chapman's version it's not yeah. there's no reinterpretation or anything yeah so that's a great question for this week Slappercast episode number 249 I, uh, Trevor wants to know and he wants you to write it in the comments right here right, the, right at the bottom he wants you to write in the comments what is a good or the best in your opinion what's the best Blackguards opener on a live show ooh. yeah ooh that's a good one that's a good one then let me also just sidestep here because we are going to shut it down. We've already gone way over time. Um, we're going to do uh, just a side note here. When we went to Ireland, uh, all 80 of us, uh, seems like a lifetime ago now. It's only been a couple of weeks. But when we went, two of our dearest friends, Chris and Lori, had to go back to take care of one of our dearest friends, Enzo. Enzo had fallen and he had hurt his, uh, hurt his hip and uh, basically... Late evening, Chris and Lori got the news, and they were on a plane. They were on a bus at midnight to Dublin, 4 a.m. to fly home and to be and to help them. And, and Enzo is going home today. is Slapper Day, Tuesday, the of November, and um, so he got to go home last Saturday, the Saturday right before this uh, Slapper cast. And uh, so we just want to we just want to do a, a side note here, a little uh, thing to Enzo. Enzo Valenzi, as you can tell, he's Irish. Enzo Valenzi, yeah. easily one of your, your 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 favorite people. Once you meet him, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a god amongst men. I mean, he's just he's just one of these guys, smart as a whip, and he he's just he, he, a guy that makes just makes your life better when you know him. And uh, so we're as blackguards from us to Enzo, get well. Um, can't wait to see you. We know we're going to see you in December. So um, get well. Listen to a lot of rock and roll. Eat a lot of sugar. Lucky. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you very, very soon. So get well, Enzo. Cheers. Cheers, Enzo. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Sean. This is Sean. He's got one name like Madonna. And uh, Sean, where are you from? I'm from Killarney, County Kerry, Ireland. Easily one of the best drivers I've ever met in my life. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. I rang my wife's sister and I uh, told her we had a great night. She missed it. She should have come out. What a wonderful woman. Drummed out of the Gestapo for cruelty. I wouldn't say she's bow-legged, but she hangs her knickers on a boomerang. 